because Betty and I'm sorry, I I, I forgive me, y'all. I, I realize y'all could not hear me for the first ten seconds because my mic was off. So I said, "Welcome to another episode of Unleashing the Future of Work, a guy podcast, live and direct from Oakland, beautiful, sunny California." If you are tuning in, please let me know where you're tuning in from, whether it be Virginia, Chicago, the UK. Let us know right now live and say hi show some love and we'll show you love right back in the comments today i am joined by a phenomenal awesome special guest who i've had the pleasure to know for a few months always i think even up to about a year now and i've been connected with for quite some time betty hart is passionate about designing innovative experiences to make a social impact in the future of work she's extremely passionate and about empowering people, building professional relationships, and serving diverse communities motivated by futuristic ideas, social impact, entrepreneurial thinking, and collaborative creativity, as well as human-centered solutions that advance personal and professional growth. She is the program manager working on Future of Work Research Development and Career Focused Programming for Illinois Mathematics and Science Academy, y'all. Really transforming the world of education. Illinois Mathematics and Science Academy, Steve and Jamie Chen Center for Innovation. So we're going to dive deep on that and talk to a little bit more about innovation, the future of work, all of the things that she's doing around education, how she became passionate about it as a mother, as well as a thought leader in this space. And you all are going to get a chance to talk with her and ask her questions about the state of the world, where she sees the future going, and what she recommends you to do if you want to co-create this future that we're living in into a more abundant future. So with that said, I would love to bring on Betty. Hey, Betty. Hey, friend. Hey, how are you? (laughs) I'm great. Yeah, I have this little command post situation on the other side of me here because I'm also hosting a game development camp for students. So that's happening right over here while I'm doing this. You you know, you're always into cool stuff like this. I would love for you to share with us and our amazing guy community. You know, how long you've been doing the work you do in education? You know, I've only been in education about four years now. Um, So and how I came about that is, you know, my story of transitioning careers. Right. So um, my background is workforce development. I've worked in transition and employment, working with veterans and their families as they transition out of uniform, out of service. Myself and my husband were veterans at one time and um, are serving in the Air Force at one time. And so um, he took a job here in Chicago and I was like, why would you take me back home? I mean, I love where I'm from, but I really like California. So I, we were living out in Northern California at the time. And it was um, it was kind of difficult for him to find steady work. So um, we took a job back here and right down the street was this amazing school. And I was like, one of my daughters was is gifted and talented. And I was like, yeah. she can go to this school. And I was like, wait a minute, they have this really cool job. I should apply for it. And bam, I got it. And I've been doing that ever since, and I love it. Wow. Look at that. And that's serendipitous right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got it before you, girl. What is your passion for the work that you do uh, root from? I would love for you to you know, share with us in the community. Walk us back through, you know, for Betty, at what moment did she realize, oh, this is the work that I want to be doing? You know, I just 
believe, so I always share this story, no matter what audience I'm talking to. When I was growing up in the South side of Chicago, my father told me I was a jack of all trades and a master of none. So some of you can relate to this, right? So I didn't know at the time what that meant, but I was like, I wanna be a singer and a dancer and a hairdresser and all these artistic things. And he was like, girl, make up your mind. You're gonna go to the military. You know what you wanna do. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. So I was in the military. I had three different jobs. I kept transitioning. And what happened was I realized that I just mm. love people and I love empowering people and I love giving them that aha moment. So everything I did was in, in, a, in a way me giving back to someone or doing something of service. Mm. And so I ended up um, earning my master's degree in human behavior, studying people. I love, you know, people. And um it turned out that there was this amazing internship opportunity in the federal government. And um, I applied for it and I learned everything and all things about a lot of things. So the irony about being a jack of all trades is that this one job that I had required me to do like seven other jobs anyway. So I had to wear many hats. And so I was just like, okay, this is, this is literally what I want to do. I want to keep building upon this this concept of having all these skills and giving mm. people skills and and training people so that's how i came to be yeah it, it, i think what's so interesting about people that are jack of all trades and are kind of these perpetual creatives is what i try mm. to often call it people who can do many different things and do it in a very seamless way and that they often they're most the most creative people right yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, and, and there's a lot of work that you do around design thinking and designing kind of very mm -hmm. innovative experiences for educators as well as students. You know, I want you to speak to how important do you think creativity is for the future of work? Oh, number one. Absolutely. Number one. I mean, you know, I was just looking at some stuff last night and um, I followed this amazing organization called Cognizant. They have a center for um, the future of work and they mm. published this white paper a few years back called 21 jobs of the future. And then they actually have two versions of it. And what's so phenomenal about this white paper, this, this research is that they created jobs that don't even exist yet based on the mm. research that they've done globally. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is really cool because I work with students and I still uh, in a way, coach our veterans who are who are out in transition. Like I get mm. um, invites every day from LinkedIn, like veterans, and I'm telling them like you can create, you literally can create your job. Mm. That's what I'm doing right now. And and this was you know happenstance, like you said, serendipitous. I end up in this job called the innovation program manager, and when I get there, they're like, okay, do create something, and I'm like, you don't even know who you're talking to right now. Like I'm in the playground. <laughs> so the beauty about the future of work is that you can be creative and create your opportunities. Like mm. um, I was looking at a job at Google yesterday and it was called people management or something like that. Yep. And I was like, what? Those are that? definitely roles. That's just a new name for an HR manager. And I'm like, they're, now they're recreating the job titles. So being a creative in this space that's, that's chaotic to me is opportunistic. Like I love it. Mm. I want to ask you because, you know, COVID-19 has really shifted things for so many people, millions of people, actually, you know, and it's definitely affected people in low income communities, people of color. How do you see careers changing in the future of work due to things such as COVID-19? Also, to your point, where now we're seeing more roles around that require creative intelligence being mm -hmm. pivoted to like people mm -hmm. manager roles like at Google and requiring people with really diverse skill sets, not just like one skill set. So how do you think careers are now shifting given what's going on with the world? 
Well, I think that so um, the research that I follow, I try to put it all together in bite-sized pieces that I want to overwhelm the audience that I serve, which is the youth, right? Because yeah. they are the future of work in a sense. Um, so some of the research that I've come across, I mean, everything you see now is like technology. It's yeah. the fifth industrial revolution and technology is taking over the world and it's robot, a robot apocalypse and all this stuff. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, we're still going to need human centered services. We're going to need mm. some humanistic element to these things. So I attended this um, seminar with um, executives recently. I want to say fairly recently, right before COVID. I don't know. All the days are blurred together now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, in this conference, they made such a good point. They were saying that once upon a time, we used to have bank tellers, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden you can just go to the ATM and people are like, oh, the bank teller jobs are gonna go away. But what happened is we got creative and innovative and we, we redesigned and we reimagined the work of these folks. So we didn't have to re release all the bank tellers. I mean, there's still a few, right? Mm. But we create new roles within the organization or within the industry for those people. So I guess my point is that you're not going to know what your job is going to be next year, next, not even tomorrow, but mm. look at the trends, follow the trends, what's happening in AI, what's happening in user design experiences, what's happening in technology and cloud computing. And I know for me, I'm a little tech challenged, Tim, you already noticed because I was like <laughs> blowing your, your messages. I'm like, what, what do I log in? But I say that to say, I follow the trends that relate to my career path. I follow mm. the trends that and like I said, people manager, when I'm looking at this job, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, t I totally do that right now. So I get it. So you have to start doing a research that relates to the trend that you're interested in, the industry that you're interested in. Mm. And it's so interesting because I think one of the hardest things in our careers is to follow the trend because some, some people don't realize how to read the trends, right? And to mm -hmm. read the patterns and read the themes of what are the shifts happening? Am I going to in-demand roles? How can I make sure that I have the credibility and the skills in order to do that? And, you know, for us, even with Guide, that's where we see our, we're really addressing a gap there in terms of upskilling. You know, I, how do you people, how do you think, because I've talked to you about this before in many of our conversations, it's that transition, right, where people struggle. They just don't yeah. know how to transition and pivot accordingly, you know, and you've done it before in your career. So, many you know, why, yeah, many times. Why do you mm -hmm. think people struggle with that? And how can people manage the transition aspect of it all? Yeah, so I want to go back to that creative piece, right? So I've been um, blessed with that skill, that gift. Like I see the world so mm -hmm. differently you know when when there's chaos to me there's opportunity it's like you're all running this way but i want to pause for a second and see what's going on and maybe that's part of my military training maybe it's part of me growing up on the south side of chicago i had to be very vigilant with my surroundings i don't know but i've always seen the world slightly different a little matrixy right yeah. um so to me when it comes to transitioning like for the first half of my career, I was forced into transition. Being a military mm. spouse and being a military member, we were forced into transitioning. So I had to average every three or four years, I had to you know, reinvent myself. And so that taught me resilience and persistence. Mm. And so I never kind of wait around for things to happen to me because I knew it was coming. So I always had a plan and, and I would give this advice to anyone, always have a plan A, B, C. And sometimes you have to have a plan D just in case if you have bills to pay and mouths to feed, right? You got to do what you got to do. So don't let things happen to you. Try to plan things out. Um, tell people what your intentions are. 
you know, build that network. And I mean, I've learned in the last four years that the same advice and the same tools and the same resources that I would share with military folks relate to students as well. Even if they're going to college, if they're going into a career, all of these tips and advice, everyone says the same thing, but it relates to any genre, any generation. Mm. Always have a plan. Let people know what your what your intentions are and um, have some some affirmations for yourself, too, because the world's going to give you way more no's than they are going to be yeses. And I know for students and young folks, and especially as a mom of two teenagers, it's hard to hear those no's at the beginning. I mean, I tell them no about stuff all the time. Then they go ask dad. But <laughs> but hearing no, when you really had your heart set on something, you want to become something get your foot in the door. It's really, really hard. So mm. I try to teach my daughters to you know, have some, some self actualization and do some affirmations, you know, like um, there's this cute little video of this little girl. If you guys haven't seen it yet. Um, she's in the mirror. She's like, you're amazing. And you're great. I mean, you can go to that level if you want to. <laughs> it's adorable. And I'm like, you know what, but you have to do that sometimes just to, especially with what's going on. Like where I work right now, we're in this process of having to let some folks go and it's a hard decision, but, um, and we knew it was coming, but we just didn't know how it was coming, mm. right? And so I just I come from from the school of don't let things happen to you, make them happen. Mm. You know what? Sounds I, like the I, long version. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I love that because what you're doing is you're painting a picture of someone with a growth abundance and uh, mindset who's leveraging their creative intelligence to understand, okay, how can I design my career? And you speak a lot about kind of design thinking and the future mm -hmm. of work. So I, I think you're you're definitely speaking to people who who need to hear this is how I feel. You know, for you, Betty, I want to ask you, right, because you have been someone that's mastered how to do this. And I want to show love to our amazing viewers. Hey, Vivek. Hey, Praveena. Hey, Angelica. Hey, Vivek. If you all are loving what Betty is dishing out and sharing with us right now, and all of her abundant, amazing energy, please, please, please share this video with your network and your community on LinkedIn. And feel free to tag Betty on LinkedIn and add some notes on what you're learning from her please and definitely show her some love on her linkedin betty you know it's I, I really i think like are there books that you've read that can teach people <laughs> what you know i mean you can have you can read every book in the world yeah. and have a wealth of knowledge but at the end of the day it's it's your life experience to mm. me that resonates. It's where you're from, what your culture is, who you're surrounding yourself with, the people that are in your circle and in your prayer circle. I'm a very spiritual woman. Yeah. And so um, I try to read books that align with my values and my morals and my goals. And mm. so um, I can't like really <laughs> reference a particular book right now because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like to read. I like <laughs> to read like bite-sized pieces of things like I like to um, read articles and read, you know, just short reads. Yeah. Anything under 14 minutes is good with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's how I most love, people are. <laughs> I love to give you a, a, a book to read, but I'm sure everyone's reading something that that relates to them. So please post that in the comments and share back the books that you're reading because there's yeah. so much. It's an abundance of information out there. So it's really what aligns with you and your growth. I love that. I love that, Betty. So, you know, let's speak a little bit about leadership um, because you do a really great mm -hmm. job of one, showcasing your leadership traits as well as building an amazing brand and community around yourself on platforms like LinkedIn. You know, leadership and adaptation 
around the future of work. What are your thoughts on that? How do you see leaders learning how to adapt when they're facing challenges in a post-COVID-19 world? Yeah, thank you for asking that because I actually just had a, a really great conversation with my boss. Let me give him a shout out. Dr. Norman Storm Robinson, mad love. (laughs) But anyway, so I had had my feet, I I put that as a preference just in case he's watching. But I had a really great feedback session with him. And um, so I work at at a school, right? And we are closed through the fall. And so everything's very uncertain right now. And there's a lot of, um, you know, instability per se. And so um, had a feedback session with him and he he marked me down in the leadership area. I mean, let's talk about it. Yeah. And I was like, hold on a second. And so he put a comment in there basically saying like, when I had the opportunity to rise to the occasion, I should, and I'm paraphrasing it. And so I, I wouldn't say I challenged him on it, but I was like, let's talk about this really quickly because there are there is a space for me where I, I do want to grow mm. and I do want to get into um, higher level supervisory roles. So what what am I not doing? And he was like, well, you know, you need to kind of like get, get in there. And I said, well, what does that mean? A, like <laughs> get in there, you know, like don't be, don't be a punk. And I was like, oh. no, he didn't call me a punk, but he's just basically saying like, be, be more assertive in, in a sense, in the spaces mm. where, and I said, you know, I do have the vote of confidence of my peers. So that gives me some confidence in that I am ready for the next level for the promotion. And I said, as a matter of fact, I I identify a lot with empathetic leaders, if you're familiar with that term, or transformational leaders, right? Like I don't have to be assertive or you know, mm. the the way women are often portrayed in, in managerial leadership roles. I don't have to be that way. I'm empathetic. I like to identify with what your needs are and how can I empower you to get to the next level. I like to build trust and and try to give some kind of stability when there is instability. So um, we had a really great, fruitful conversation and, he, and I helped him kind of reframe and change his thought on who he thought I was as a leader. And he was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm so, here you go. <laughs> I'm gonna mark you up in that. So when it comes to leaders, especially in this uncertain time, um, you definitely have to start, that trust has to be built. Like, you know, we're all working from home or most of us are still working from home. And so that trust level has to be there that we're getting stuff done and mm. that we're, you know, we're working at our capacity in our environments because our environments are very different. Like some of us have small kids, some of us have small pets, some of us have ill parents, like mm. just trust that I'm going to get it done. It may not be the average normal nine to five, but it's going to get done, you yeah. know, and then have some compassion about my circumstances too. You know, like I may not have um, the resources that some other people have to do the job and um, be be open in a communication about the stability of as much as you can about what's happening in our organization. So again, and not to kind of like put it all out there, but a lot of people are getting let go. They're getting furloughed or they're getting fired. And so any kind of way that you can support the inevitable, please let me know and share, share that back. And then just be open and transparent in your communication. And then that to me will establish, establish a hope in that I can, I can fly. If this boat sinks, I can still fly high and I can keep it moving. I love that. You know, compassion, showing transparency in your communication style and not being afraid to be bold. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 rare because, you know, those are actually the key leadership traits that I actually have in the book that I'm currently working on. Compassion, being bold, literally key yeah. leadership habits. Right. That allow anyone to be dynamic leaders 
given these times. You know, Betty, you know, I'm really thankful that you're on. And I think so much of what you're sharing in your wisdom, you know, a lot of people are reading thousands and thousands of books on it, but you're actually sharing it with us live. So we appreciate you for that. You know, where do you see us going as a society, given all of the things going on with the world from, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement to us rethinking how we're defining mm -hmm. leadership at a high level and us being more global citizens, even online, yeah. where do you see us going as a society in terms of work and life? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked that. Cause I have this conversation with my daughters all the time about what is the universe telling us with this COVID thing? And, you know, I use jokingly say it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. And this is no <laughs> disrespect to the impact of COVID, but it's really, a, I feel like the universe is saying, I need you to have several seats for wow. a second. And I need you to, to come back to center mm. about what's happening in your life, what's happening in your, in your neighborhood, what's happening in your work. Like really just take this moment, take advantage of this moment, dare I say, mm. to come back to center with what truly is in align with your morals and your values about how you proceed as a human. Yeah. And then from there, doors will open and opportunities will come come to play. So during this COVID time, I um, you know, people are getting into a lot of stuff, right? Like they're either exercising or they're not. <laughs> right? No shade, no tea. No shade, um, no tea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had my moments. Yeah. But you know, people are doing like home improvements and they're baking and all this stuff. I got into planting. I got into gardening. I never had a green thumb. Never. I killed succulents. Okay. <laughs> That's bad. So anyway, I got into gardening and it's just such a, a beautiful metaphor with gardening. When you think about how you take this plant that mm -hmm. this was once a seed and you repot it or you restore it into another situation, you yeah. transition it. Right. And depending on the environment that it goes into, it may or may not flourish. And so I approach these circumstances just like that right now. I look at this COVID situation like I'm so grateful to be working from home. This is like a dream come true. But sometimes you you um, don't realize what you're asking for. And it's like, yeah. dang, okay. <laughs> now, what does this look like now that we're going into the fall? We're going to still be home. Like, what does this look like? How do I how do I build relationships and and, you know, make an impact virtually mm. with students and things? And so when I think about when I'm doing my gardening, I always have these these aha moments, these spiritual moments of how everything relates and how the universe kind of comes full circle and it's so cyclical from the plant to the person it's like so cyclical how everything is connected and and try to answer the why why are we going through this why are we enduring this how long will we have to endure it yeah. and then what's next when it's over because it can truly be over tomorrow yeah then what what do i do next so my advice to my daughters is again going back to having a plan like what if this lasts longer than we expect what if we go back into shutdown or what if it lifts and everything is like boom, it never happened. The cloud is gone. The smoke yeah. is gone. You know, what do you do next? So that mm. would be, you know, my tip and my advice, my, my wisdom nugget would be, what are you going to do next with this? When, and I'm going to say when it's over, because I'm going to go on and claim that when it's yeah. over, what do you do next? That's a powerful, powerful challenge. Hey, I hope y'all are writing that down. When this is all over, what are you going to do next? Let us know in the comments. And I'm about to show so many of you all love because so many of you all are tuning in and showing out and showing Betty all kinds of love right now. Sarah, Sarah, what's up? I hope you're doing well, my friend. 
please share this with your network if you are tuning in and you're loving what Betty Hart is saying. Sarah is saying, amazing how even the subtle everyday tasks like gardening can reinforce our interests and values. How are you feeling about mm -hmm. that, Betty? I love gardening. Um, right now, he's like, you're turning my house into a forest. I'm like, you know what? There's so many beautiful plants out there and they all have different purposes and different seasons yeah. and different, um, you know, just to me, I look at them like little people now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tell you how many I bought recently, but um, no, I just, I, I use that metaphor again, just to kind of relate to what's happening, even in our society and, and, and with Black Lives Matter and um, how people are feeling about that, how they're processing that, having these conversations, then having these conversations with my daughters to make sure that they're they're um, good citizens with this responsibility of being young black women, because we are, you know, black women. And so how are you um, going into the world and sowing these seeds as young women within your own groups and within, um, within your culture, really? Because these kids, I would say these kids nowadays, I'm gonna age myself, so I'm not gonna yeah. say that, but they have such immense power. It's a little bit scary. And they really don't understand the power that they have through social media. You know, mm. in my day, we didn't have social media. But as I, and I just posted something about that too um, on my LinkedIn page um, about how, you know, TikTok is really watching our mannerisms and how we engage with one another. They're taking that information. Didn't something just come out today about Facebook accidentally releasing our data? Like people are watching us, these millennials and these Gen Zers are putting information out there, but people are watching how we interact with one another and mm. using that to compile, um, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. yeah. It, perspectives on who you are yeah. and then target yeah. you and things of that nature. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. So I, you know, I raised my daughters to, with the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated. Mm. And so, you know, going back to the plant thing, like I just turn, I turn what I do into um, a life lesson. So brother Lloyd Weru is saying where they're from and where he's at, they're all about real time solutions. What do they can, what can they do now in present day to yes. transform the environment and, and places around them? So shout out to you, brother Lloyd Weru. Let us know where you're tuning in from my brother. We appreciate you. So a LinkedIn user who I cannot see her name, but I believe her name is Edith. Hey, Edith, who's a proud Dallas County community C clerk, I don't know, um, because it's cut off in your in your LinkedIn bio. Sheets actually just re relaying and echoing what you said about open and transparent in a communication, compassion and boldness, mm -hmm. the key to great leadership. Love it. It seems as if Edith is a great leader herself. She is showing love to you, Betty. Shout out to you, Edith. I hope you're yeah, applying those skills you. in the work that you're doing. So my amazing friend, Mr. Pop Health Guy is saying, great topic, Tim. Thank you, my brother. I hope you're well out in Seattle, Washington. I hope you and the family are doing well and abundant, my friend. So I want to show love to Shalika, who's saying, yes, self-reflection is everything. And, you know, Betty, I would love for you to share, you know, how do you go about self-reflecting? You know, you seem to be the type of person that's journaling every single day. <laughs> yeah. No, it's in my head. No, I always start my day. <laughs> I always start my day with some meditation, you know, yeah. and, um, try to to put that energy back out into the world and just be grateful mm. right gratitude is the new attitude honey mm. so just be grateful like there's so many things that are coming our way so much noise so much narrative so much negativity yeah. like again i live in the chicago area and i i turned my tv off 
purposefully because the news can be just so depressing. And this is no disrespect to anybody that watches the news or knows somebody as a newscaster. Like, that's great. I love y'all. But <laughs> I got to turn the narrative off and kind of mm. just reset. Like, what, what am I receiving and what am I putting out there? So I start my day with a meditation and some coffee. And then I sit outside on the porch with my husband and we have a conversation. And then we go about our day. Yeah, really recalibrating your frequency. Yeah. I love yeah. that, Betty. I love that because I am the same exact way, really mindful about what I consume as well as mm -hmm. what I emit out into the world in terms of my energy. Mm -hmm. So shout out to my lovely friend, Vivek, who's saying, here I'm taking liberty and sharing my company's website. Shout out to you, my friend. Have a look. Very nice conversation going on. Thank you, Tim and Betty. So Vivek is saying, I'm trying to do business. If you're interested in doing business I mean, with me. <laughs> I ain't mad at your hustle, Vivek. <laughs> Shout I out to you, Rebecca. Check it out. Check it out. And you, I mean, we're all about that in our guide community. If you can help each other out, please help our brother Vivek out. And he's loving what Betty is saying. Betty, it was truly an honor having you on the podcast today. You know, I want to ask you in nutshell, you know, where is the future of work going? China. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I can see that. I mean, Why? I, mean, I mean, you can go read my little blurb on LinkedIn, but no, um, I say that like jokingly, but but honestly, you y'all need to be y'all need to be watching China because they coming for us. Um, but the ch the children, the youth, like yeah, we can't forget. My husband made a really good point the other day, and that's my daughter cooking in the kitchen. Like she's she's a chef. If you hear some like pots and pans back there, <laughs> mama raised her well. I'll take two eggs over easy. No, just kidding. <laughs> but no, um, the kids, man, like I, I love working with the youth has given me a newfound sense of my own childlike, hmm. you know, wisdom and, and interest and excitement about the world. And I try to see things through their eyes as much as possible, but really taking our gifts and talents and pouring it into them and quickly because they are not going to wait. Their attention span is very short. Yep. as you can see with, with all the apps that are out there, but, um, and just giving them the space also to lead. Like I believe in intergenerational learning. Like you can learn a lot from them and they're going to learn a lot from you. You can't hog all the knowledge. What we're experiencing right now with this virtual learning and this virtual situation is very evident and clear that they're not going to wait on us for very long. We cannot no longer be the holders of wisdom and knowledge. We have to share that, share that space with them and grow together. So that's where the future of work is going, the kids. I love it. The next generation of talent. Mm -hmm. I love it, Betty. Betty, it's truly an honor. You know, Thank where you. can our amazing community follow you and be a part of the movement that you're building? You know, I try to be as active as possible on LinkedIn. Um, I like for it to be a professional space. So I'm just going to put this out there. It's LinkedIn, not link up. <laughs> I'm trying to holla in the DMs. I don't do that. <laughs> but I keep LinkedIn as like my top. And then um, I'll communicate here and there on like, I don't really have a Twitter, I ain't gonna lie. But yeah. I put some like work-related stuff on Facebook. Like honestly, I've just, like I said, I'm trying to re recalibrate and come off of some of these social media pages because there's just too much noise for me right now. So I need to diet from certain things. <laughs> 
do a detox. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Thank you so, so much. LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Betty. So our yeah. the last word of the day goes to our amazing Sarah Rogers, who's saying, love that, sharing the space of sharing wisdom and knowledge. Betty, we need to have you on a future episode. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah. what we should do? We need to have a youth one. So we're bringing my daughters on and you bring some of your friends on. Okay. We need to have a youth version. I'm just trying to like really advocate for the kids right now because yeah. you know, I'm not that. trying to be I'm not trying to be put in a nursing home. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to listen to the kids, buddy. We need to listen yeah. to the kids. I love you that. Know? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's plan Let's it. Let's do co-create it. it. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk Thank soon, okay? Friend. All right. Take care. All right, bye. <laughs> With that said, that was today's awesome episode of Unleashing the Future of Work, A Guy Podcast Live. Man, wasn't that amazing? Isn't Betty a gem and genius? Y'all, please make sure to connect with her and the movement that she's building. And also, we want to announce Guide launched this week. We are gradually onboarding amazing creators like Betty on our amazing platform. If you want to be a part of the movement that we're building, please check out guideapp.co. Check out guideapp.co. Sign up for early beta for Guide. And please, if you have somebody in mind that you think I should have on the Unleashing the Future of Work, a Guide podcast live, let me know. I'm more than happy to give them our platform and allow them to shout out and build their movement. With that said, I love you all. Peace, love, abundance. And please be well. I know times are tough right now. But stay strong and understand that you can get through anything with resilience, calm, and resolve. With that said, talk to you all soon. Peace.